I think that when we kind of force it or just we're not gentle with our expansion, it can often feel like we're just wearing a costume. And that's why people love Halloween, because it just gives you like this excuse to transform and like be completely somebody else. But I always want people to know that like it's not the style that's making the magic like you are the magic making the style come to life so i want you to associate yourself with the style Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Okay, baddies. Today's guest is the answer, the solution to a question I've been getting from a lot of you. Today, we're going to talk about like style and spirituality and confidence and what do they all have to do with each other. Today's guest is one of our longtime cosmic baddies, Ariel Katalasen, and she is a personal stylist, confidence coach, and astrologer. Her business exists to help ambitious heart-centered leaders and visionaries feel seen, loved, and understood, and she guides them in confidently embodying their sole purpose and legacy. Her mission is to combine her gifts of personal styling, astrology, and confidence coaching to create empowering experiences for her clients that nurture self-love and catalyze powerful identity shifts for them. They learn style that can be used as a tool for self-empowerment instead of shame. We love that. Shedding stories that have held back their self-expression for far too long. And together, she works with people to co-create their ideal style so they can claim their higher self-identity now and celebrate themselves. Style truly becomes a spiritual practice with her, and she helps them dress to manifest the dreams divinely placed on their heart becoming both the main character and director of their own story. Through intentional style that reflects their unique soul essence, they get to declare to the world who they are so they can create their impact they're meant to make. And she is going to share tips and tools and tricks to do all of this and more. And you're going to be absolutely obsessed with this adorable Leo cutie, just like I did. I fell quickly in love with this girl. (laughs) So meet your new spiritual bestie. Hi, Ariel. Welcome. Hi, thank you for that magical introduction. It's so funny because I was listening to actually a wonderful guest episode this morning while working out or driving to my workout. And it's funny to just like now be a guest here and such a huge honor being a longtime Cosmic Fatty, as you said. Oh, so funny. Just for background, you've been listening to the podcast for a while. We've DM'd a bunch, but we got to hang out IRL at Cropalo. And when I like found out what you do and just your whole vibe, I was like, can you come on the podcast? And so why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? First, your big three, because it makes so much sense for what you do. Oh my gosh, yes. My big three very much has helped illuminate, I think, my path even subconsciously to Mm. what I do now. So I am a Leo sun, Scorpio moon, and Midheaven. 
and Capricorn rising. And we quickly bonded because both our moon and our midheaven are in the same sign. And that's like, yes, we could get quite, what's the word, fixated, but like with love on our career, because I feel like it's such a heart-centered thing. We really want to make a difference in the world. And I think that I've always wanted to do that. And I just really wasn't sure what that was for a while. I loved fashion forever. Since I could remember, I was that Leo child who would play dress up and (laughs) sketch little fashion designs in her Hello Kitty notebook. But I really just like had this idea of I want to work in fashion, maybe do some writing. I led it to different paths in marketing. But once I got there, I realized that for me, the passion was about the wearer about how it shifts somebody's self-perception versus like the actual clothing. And don't get me wrong, your girl's a Leo, so I love clothes. But to me, what's so powerful about clothes is the potency in which they change how we feel or how they can reflect how we feel on the inside. Mm, I love that. Yeah, it's it's really cool because I think when I started, so, you know, in full like funny disclosure, I always... I mean, I'm very mutable. I've had like 10 different career paths I wanted my whole life. I used to tell everyone I wanted to be an astronaut ballerina. And I feel like I got pretty close to that. But fashion always lit me up. Like it really did. I used to like make my family take me to the Met like once a year to see like the different exhibits. And I had all these like paper dolls and I'd make my own and I'd do those like fashion drawings. And I was just so into it. But I think somewhere along the way, I was like, oh, I want to like do something more serious or I started becoming more like, I don't know. I don't really know what it was. Maybe I just thought I couldn't keep up. My body didn't like work with most fashion. I'm like very curvy. And or then I got in the spiritual path and it felt like, okay, you're not supposed to attach to anything. You're supposed to be sort of like this like just humble blank canvas for spirit. And it really was in like my second business where I had a shop in Brooklyn and I started being like, I want to play with my self-expression again. And it was almost this big like inner child healing and just busting out like all these like, I don't know, bright blazers and sequin clothing and just being like, oh, so fun. And I remember it felt like connecting back to a part of me. So I really love the work you do because I think that personal style is something that either can be really intimidating to people or feels maybe like, you know, I hate this word, maybe like frivolous, like, oh, why? Who cares? Right. Or something that just feels like, oh, you can only do that if you have like a budget to hire, you know, a celebrity stylist. So I guess before we get into some of like the practical tools, can you tell us a little bit about like your business in your own words and like what you, someone comes to you and they're like, Hey, Ariel, I need help. Like, can you walk us through the process of what that experience is like? Yes. Yes. So basically when someone asks me what I do, I like to say that, yes, I'm a personal stylist, but I'm also your biggest hype woman and supporter. (laughs) I have a very compassionate approach to style. I think that we have this idea of fashion because of what we see in media, especially like before it was a more inclusive narrative that style was really only meant or fashion was only really meant for a very elite few. And I feel like even growing up seeing makeover shows and seeing the movie glow ups, it's like there's this before and this after. Yeah, there's just something about that, that you internalize this beauty standard, as well as this idea that you weren't enough to begin with and that something needs to change and shift in order to get to that enoughness. And that's definitely something that 
I had to grapple with as a child, like where I felt like this kind of tension between my love of fashion and style and beauty and all of this glamorous world that just made me feel so good. And that I, it was a love language I also shared with my mom, who's also very in love with fashion. But then having that contend with all of these narratives, these toxic narratives that the media was feeding me. So to me, my work is so much about reclaiming that. And that's why I like to always say claiming your higher self now, because I think that it's so easy to make healing just like our identity and Mm -hmm. not just healing, but also just like the next goal. And even for the spiritual baddies like myself, I can get in this thing of like, okay, what's the next thing? What do I have to, what, what do I have to heal next? What do I have to do next? Where there's times where I'm just like, you know what, I'm literally never going to have this version of myself again. And I just want to sit with her and adorn her and love on her and just like represent who this version of me is right now with reverence. And doing that just through style every day as a ritual has been so healing for my heart as an adult, but also for my inner child. Oh, I love that. And yeah, there's something so like Venusian as you talk about like adorning yourself now and really, again, another perspective on style and you know, self-love is it just brings you very much into the present moment too, right? Like in this way of like, oh yeah, what do, how do I want to adorn myself? How do I want to celebrate myself today, right now? And again, really bringing your spiritual self into the physical realm. And I, I like that because it is so easy to be like navel gazing or looking at the next big where I have to heal from or, you know, being this constant project or this constant, like what's the next big goal. So I like your, I I never really thought about that, but just that like style and self-love being sort of these like present moment practices. That's really cool. You know what? I saw something on your blog. I was poking around on it before. Can you walk people through, I like you had a post about like fashion versus style. Yes. I think this is a cool, like, for me, this connected some dots. So can you walk us through the difference between those two for people at home? Of course. Okay. So fashion and style are actually two very different things, even though they're used interchangeably. And I like to think of this metaphor of like fashion is really like music and style is like your interpretation of it. So think of like your style, like your Spotify wrapped, you know, like that's your style, that's your taste. Mm -hmm. But style in itself like music is an art form and it has cycles and it has trends it's very timely where i would say style is timeless because it's curated Mm. by you and that's why there's so many enduring fashion icons that their style is really noted as timeless because they really made their interpretation stand out in that time And it really stood the test of time. So I would say that's a huge thing is fashion is cyclical, which fun fact, every 20 years, this has shortened because of social media for sure, that yeah, fashion trends emerge and reemerge and there's modern reinterpretations of it. Like now we see with the early 2000s styles really coming back in a huge way, but also being kind of reinvented. And then even if you look back to like, the 2010s, thinking of like those 80s styles that were mm-hmm. like really big. And you'll see like in every era that there was some sort of inspiration from the past informing the present, which is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it was interesting when I started studying astrology, 
a lot of that speaks to astrology. Like there's the Jupiter Saturn cycles that go every 20 years that kind of dictate like our whole cultural tone. Like we just had the one in 2021 in Aquarius. And then we also have like Jupiter and Neptune cycles and like these big cycles that like you really see to the day. You're like, oh, yep, this is returning right back to that. And also sometimes like the nodal returns dictate fashions. We're in like the nodal return of 2003, 2004 now. So we're seeing a lot of like literally those fashions when I was in high school. And I'm like, oh, I feel like my mom, my mom used to be like, I wish I saved my clothes from high school. I'm like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to want to save like my juicy couture low-waisted like <laughs> terry cloth suit and von dutch hat but i guess everything does go around and come around again but i, I like that interpretation of fashion versus style i think that's important i think not everyone maybe is drawn to or understands the fashion world and i think it's kind of a loaded concept whereas i think everyone after hearing your description could really feel invited in to explore their style where it's like everyone wants to share their Spotify wrapped, right? So it's kind of like thinking of it like that, where it's not as intimidating as it might seem. And I think it's easy to make ourselves feel wrong for not liking the things that we're seeing, like the biggest it girls or the TikTok influencers or whoever it may be that we're like, oh my gosh, they're super cool. And like, oh my gosh, like, why don't I like what that 19 year old is wearing? Like, you know, these are thoughts I've had. And then I, I remember, okay, it's just not my style. And I, I like to think of it as like a frequency where certain things are going to resonate with you, certain things don't. And I like to think of style as like you're putting on kind of like um, a representation of what's going on on the inside. So it's like whatever you're vibing with that day, maybe that's just not in harmony. And I feel like I'm using a lot of musical terms like Aaliyah would. Vader kid. <laughs> Theater good for life. Theater good energy for life. <laughs> so yeah, like just get your style wrapped on, like whatever it is that is catching your eye. And I feel like I have a very Venusian like ap approach to style. If you feel it somatically in your body, light you up. That's what the work I do with my clients. They're like, oh my god, I love that thing that um, my favorite celebrity wore to the Met Gala. But like realistically, Ariel, when am I ever going to wear that? That's where the fashion part comes in, where. Okay, that's your taste, but like, let's break down the fashion elements. Like, what is the composition mm -hmm. of that outfit? Like, what is the structure of it, the fabric, the fit? What about it? The item, maybe the motif, mm. like, whatever it is that's like really harmonizing with who you are on the inside, we can take that element and implement it into your lifestyle and your own interpretation. It doesn't have to be copy paste because nothing really ever is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a cool, again, it's got cool visual of just like, oh yeah, I've seen some Met Gala outfits that I could take some copy and paste from and like, you know, mattify it into like my budget and my level of like having to be comfortable at all times. <laughs> okay. So what is like, now this is something I used to feel and sometimes I probably still do. I should probably like work with you one-on-one, -on -one, but I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be thinking this right now of like, what do you do when someone comes to you and they're like, Ariel, I have no personal style. I don't even know where to begin, like what it is. I think it's just one of those questions that not a lot of people think about or like where where do you guide people through when they come to you with that? Yeah, so I giggled because that is probably the most common thing that almost every single, I think every single one of my clients has said yeah. that <laughs> and that's totally okay. And I think of it as like I'm not some, you know, early 2000s like, 
person in a makeover movie that's like, oh, like, you're not stylish and we're going to make you stylish. Like, I always say that up front. Like, this is not that. Like, you are, your style, your ideal style exists in your head like a painting. And I'm just getting into your head. We're going to that museum. I'm looking at the painting and maybe you just don't have the language yet. Um, And that's where the confidence coaching comes, where I really think with clarity comes confidence and practice comes confidence. So it'll be like, Ariel, like there's this part of my style here that like I like, but I just don't know the word. I'm like, oh, that's like a flared pant. That's a sweetheart neckline. That's a very specific color. That color is like ochre yellow or maybe like magenta or fuchsia like whatever it is they'll like oh that's it so it's really like I'm not making you stylish you're already stylish it's just you need I like to think of myself as like a magician like I have big magician energy I like to think that magician archetype and I just you know go in there wave my little magic wand give you the terms help you find the things but like it existed in your head it's not something I'm creating and I always want my clients to feel that like, hey, like I've always been worthy. I've always been beautiful and I've always known how to do this deep down. I just needed some support, which as humans, we always need each other. And that's totally part of being human. So I always like to tell them that up front. But as far as like the styling, your question was, how do we get there? So with the Venusian part that I like to think of is like, Okay, somatically, how are you responding to things? So I ask a bunch of questions in a very in-depth client questionnaire that's like the very Capricorn rising of me. Yes. yes. (laughs) I'm like very like, okay, like what are your intentions? Like what is this next chapter calling in? All of the kind of scorpionic moon midheaven questions in a very Capricorn questionnaire. Who are your style icons? So many just questions that really delve into kind of like the heart of where I feel like their ideal style is. So I kind of have a vague picture of that museum painting in their head of their ideal style. And then I create a Pinterest board or like curate just a gallery of images for them to really look at. And we walk through it together. So I'm like, literally any feedback is feedback. Like if you hate it, tell me. If you love it, tell me. If you are, eh, tell me. And we find out so many things about their style that way through just intuitive somatic responses it's wild like I remember they were like Ariel I don't think I'm gonna have an opinion on anything and then they find out they have the most specific preferences where they're like wow I didn't know that I only like stripes when it's like black and white versus white and black like or I only like this kind of coat or this kind of shoe I didn't know I was so specific about that and I'm just like yeah It's really just about sitting with yourself and getting clear on it. And that clarity lends the confidence. And they could confidently go in a store and be like, I like that. I don't like that. This vibes with me. This makes me feel good in my body. And it just really helps cut down the clutter because there's so many options. And I think that's where that overwhelm really comes from. Mm, mm. Oh, I love that. Okay, so, so many good, like, takeaways there but the biggest one is just like you have style you maybe just don't realize it maybe you don't have the language maybe you've never been asked you know it's like that's really cool and I think that process of that birthing and, and figuring out what you like and what you don't like I'm also laughing because I know so many people like that they're like I don't have any opinion on <laughs> on this or that and then take them shopping they're like no no yes they're like yes. okay so you actually do um <laughs> absolutely oh okay so when you 
work with someone, like if someone was listening to this at home and they wanted to start, after you do it, like a, and again, I know, a really in-depth Capricorn rising experience cannot be replicated <laughs> through a podcast. Disclaimer, everyone. Um, but like after you do the questionnaire, after you do a Pinterest board, do you do anything with like their current closet? And are there any tips that you could recommend someone at home who wants to start something like this? Could like begin with like, I think also people think about stylist or they kind of think about like, oh, I have to go out and like what, buy a whole new wardrobe. But I'm guessing knowing you, it's probably something we're starting with the, with the closet first, right? Or as part of the process. Yes, definitely. I would say that's like the next step because I think that it is, there's, there's just so many energies in our closet because each thing we have, it's like we have a feeling about it because it's natural. And like, we were like, oh, this is the dress that like makes my butt look so good. And then, oh, this is like that thing I love, but I can't fit into it because I never fit into it post pandemic. I mean, I'm talking to myself here. And I think that the important part first is having that kind of compass of like, what makes me feel good? Or like, what am I at least striving for like a direction? So it doesn't feel like we get lost in the sauce of like, those just all of the feelings of looking through every item in our closet as well as just like finally having that kind of like intuitive, very like body energetic experience. Like I I like to start with that because I want them to have that same sort of approach when they go to their closet and they hold something to themselves or they try it on and they're like, ooh, this doesn't make me feel as good as it used to be. Oh, this really reminds me of who I used to be in college and that's not me anymore. Mm. So that's why I like to start with that. And as far as like tips go, I always say, (laughs) I feel like this is my kind of controversial, or not even controversial, but pretty, like, everyone was always surprised by this. I say, honor your comfort zone. Yeah. Honor your comfort zone. And if you don't feel ready to throw something away, I like to always recommend, and I have these myself, like a little clear, big storage bin. And put it in like a maybe pile, revisit it in six months, see how you feel. Mm. Because I think it's so challenging to our nervous system to Mm -hmm. introduce so much change at once. You get decision fatigue from item to item. You get all these feelings about what does it mean to let go of this item slash identity slash feeling that I want to make it as like easy as possible for each person. So I say, here's a maybe pile, revisit it in six months. If you don't miss it or think about it, like, you know that you were really actually ready to let it go already. But why put yourself through the stress if you don't have to? Right. Oh, I like that. And that's really comforting. Like, that's really um, nice. I feel like that's your, I like had a glance at your chart quickly because I had looked at it before, but then I forgot. And when you're talking, I'm like, well, she's got to have a Venus and Leo. I've always been aging oh. energy is so like. So you have that, but I feel like there's something really nice about like your Mars and Libra. I feel like with that, it's just kind of like, hey, gentle, like I'm going to guide you through this process, but we can decide, like we can have a maybe been, like the thing I do hear a lot of things that are like, just like go through, through something fast, like get rid of stuff. And I could see how that could lead to decision fatigue, get like nervous system overload or maybe even some sort of like remorse or regret of like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, like I just dumped off that clothes. And like, was I read? Even if you were, it's almost like a vulnerability hangover. But for like, oh, I didn't mean to like just do that closet cleanse so hard. Yeah. So I, I think that's beautiful and a nice invitation. 
And I love everything what you're saying about the closets. And, and I did see again on your blog that you said, like, is your closet haunted? And oh my God, it's just so accurate. I think like, I don't think we even realize how much energy things hold, especially clothes, right? Like the memories in them, the like good and bad, the the thoughts that we're psychically channeling, like when we see them. I think a few years ago, I just got rid of everything that didn't fit me anymore because I don't know, when I turned like 30, 132, I got like this big ass and like all this stuff. And I'm like, my body is just never going back to like this lanky. And I actually love my body, but why am I constantly, every time I pick up this one dress that I can't zipper, I'm just being like, mm-hmm. one day I will. And I'm like, to your point, I'm not embodying my highest self. I'm like pushing myself into the past or into this like future or this feeling of just something that's like unattainable and not me. And also I, when I did that, I felt so much more confidence because I was like, oh, just buy clothes that fit me and I feel great. And instead of having like these, and also like to your point, I saw on your blog, a question of like, would your higher self even wear this? Some of the stuff that I was holding on to, I'm like, this is so, I'm sorry, like fast fashion from uh-huh. like 2014. Like you don't need this like forever 21 crop top or these like jeans that aren't even necessarily your style anymore. So it's just about, I feel like your work is just bringing such a beautiful consciousness to all of this. I think it's so e- easy to be like unconscious around your clothes, your closet, what you're wearing. So thank you for this work that you're doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. And thank you for loving on my Libra Mars because we talked about this at Kripalu with the Kripalu crew. And I definitely, my Libra Mars was like my next placement to contend with because it's in detriment there. So like to see my Mars sign as actually something that really helps facilitate my work and just the way that I see it, that made me feel very seen. So thank you for that. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, it's a really nice. Okay. So actually speaking of your Libra Mars and then you have your North node and Libra. So they're working together and your Leo. I say the two best shoppers of the Zodiac are Leo and Libra. Like they are like these people I'm like, I will always bet on them. So my husband's a Libra. He buys like the best gifts ever for like, he literally has outfitted my whole family. My husband's like, we don't even buy new clothes anymore. We just wait for like our Christmas and birthdays. I'm like, I don't know, Libra's like, mm. And then Leo, so talked about the closet, you know, whatever, like exercising or detoxing our, our haunted closet. So now someone's like ready to maybe purchase a few new pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that Libra, that Leo, give us like some of your shopping tips that I know you have. And like, I don't even know where to begin. I said, this is the part for me that feels overwhelming because I love shopping. I probably have like my Venus and Libra, how to like pump the brakes on shopping. But, like, I don't think I ever was really, like, trained or educated on how to, like, shop well or, again, intuitively or intentionally. So, yeah, do you have any tips around that for us? Yes, of course. So when you're doing your closet cleanse, like, I like to split, and this is my personal framework, I really love to split things into three zones for my clients. I call it your style comfort zone, your style aspirational zone. And your style risk-taking zone. And we break down, which is like a very unique way to do a closet cleanse, but we break down like, okay, what do you always grab? And that's like your style comfort. And then what are the things that like still have tags and you're like, why the hell did I buy this? What was I thinking? Who was I trying to be on this day? Like that's your style (laughs) risk-taking zone. (laughs) You have it. Like I know every every person has it. 
Like, I'm like, what was I thinking buying that pink pleather, like, 60s skirt from Forever 21 in 2014? Who was I trying to be? Like, <laughs> I am thinking of a specific pair of, like, pleather, like, booty shorts. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, are you in a music video? Exactly. We all have it. And then we have the style aspirational zone. And I like to call that aspirational because I think of it as, like, your higher self style, where it's, like, when you wear it, you're like, oh, I feel feeling myself. This is what I would want to wear like to a special occasion. But that's the thing is like, I think we tend to relegate those things to special occasions only. And like I said, I love to take elements of those things. And I really think our ideal style lives in the middle where it's like honoring your comfort, where it's like, I feel safe in my style. Like, I don't feel like I'm wearing a costume. This is still who I am honoring your who you were trying to be like your aspirational zone but also honoring your permission to change because I think without that risk because we have those items in our closet and we were trying to do something it's not that we were just like we went crazy for a day it's like we were trying to like take an intentional risk and you know it just didn't work out but we were there's something there that is like asking to be expressed I really believe so it's like honoring our safe like our safety in our body who we are allowing ourselves to change our mind to just evolve as a person really and also like thinking okay who is my higher self and what would she wear and I think when you put all of those elements together you get this ideal style of like "Ooh, I feel great I feel like myself I feel like I did something new but I also feel like my higher self because I am her I always have been her now I have physical evidence looking in the mirror mm, 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 mm. okay I like that combining Love the framework. The Capricorn rising framework. (laughs) Us earth signs love a framework. I'm just like, it helps my my brain. It's like, I like that. That's nice. Okay. And then so in terms of like shopping, like. So we got the framework. We got the framework. But now we're at this point of like overwhelm. Like this is how I feel. Like where do you start? How do you also resist like. I I think I used to be, in full disclosure, a very, like, situational impulse shopper. Like, I have an event. I have to buy something for the event. I've tried to move more to, like, pieces or I do a lot of, like, rental. Not a lot, but do newly now. Like, it helps me with that. Like, satisfy that itch. And I've been working on just building out pieces that, like, I love and, like, will come back to. But tell us about, like, again, someone comes to you that I want to start shopping, but I feel so overwhelmed or I can't stop shopping. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we find a nice healthy frequency with shopping yes oh my gosh I used to be on the other end where I would shop like crazy so like I totally understand trying to want to reach like a neutral middle ground Mm -hmm. and I feel like what's there is ironically it's like the same thing it kind of reminds me of like how opposite signs have like this common thread And I feel like when you're shopping too much and when you're shopping too little, I feel like the shared thing is you're like afraid to make a mistake where it's like when you're shopping too little, it's like, oh, like I just want to stay within what's safe. And then like when you're shopping too much, it's almost like this overindulgence of like, I need to have all the options at once or else I won't have the freedom to fix a mistake. So Mm. I think just giving ourselves a grace with that. And knowing that like you could always return something, you could always change your mind, remembering that and just starting with like really simple things. It's kind of like how people talk about budgeting where it's like you just start with a spreadsheet, like start with a list and bullet point like, okay, these are the colors I love. These are the common Mm. themes I see in my closet. Here are some things I really like that I'm seeing out there. Maybe some of it's trendy. If it's a little too trendy, maybe I'm going to just 
honor my comfort zone a bit and try it in like, this looks like a shirt that I might already have, but it's in a different color. And we're just going to try that. Because I think that what we don't realize is that it takes really time to like integrate into our identity that I am this kind of person who wears this color. I am this type of person who looks fancy just on a casual day. Like, I think that when we kind of force it or just we're not gentle with our expansion, it can often feel like we're just wearing a costume. And I think that that's the important part is like, and that's why people love Halloween because it just gives you like this excuse to transform and like be completely somebody else. But I always want people to know that like, it's not the style that's making the magic. Like you are the magic making the style come to life. So I want you to associate yourself with the style. And if you kind of dial it all the way to 100, like too fast, you're going to be like, oh my God, like I'm in a costume and I'm about to like be at a dance recital kind of feeling. And yes. you want to just feel like yourself. Like, I think that that's the, mm. the biggest part of it is do baby steps. If it's just like one part of the style, like a color, a fit, whatever that mm. you're going to try a little new, like that's okay. It's actually so much like more budget friendly and sustainable to start with baby steps. Mm. Okay. Baby steps. I love that. So gentle. So encouraging. Yeah. Also, you reminded me of, I think I saw something on TikTok and it was like, your Halloween costume, like you love it so much. Like think about why you love it and like take a piece of it into your everyday life. Oh, it's I love so that. true. Like I feel like I've always been like, like costumes the day that we get to be like, ooh, show up and show out in this. But of course, like if you go that hard every day, you will literally feel like you're wearing a costume and feeling like maybe a little uncomfortable at first. But I love that kind of feeling of like, yeah, it's not the costume, it's you, it's the magic and showing you like maybe that's a part of you that wants to integrate a little bit into your everyday life. And I know for me, like I just always have to be comfortable because the second I'm like pulling on something or I don't know how something goes, that's I feel like I'm always wearing like sneakers. Yeah. I'm like, I will always, I mean, I've learned to wear like heels. Because your cancer rising. I love my comfort. Exactly. Like cancer rising, I like to feel also relatable. I'm really tall. I'm blonde. I feel like I already am like, sometimes I like to have a little bit of bad bitch energy with the heels. But for the most part, I'm like, I'm just going to put on this hot, smoking hot dress and just slap some like, you know, high top Nikes with it and just be like, see, I'm chill. Also, I could do anything I want right now if I need to. And I think, yes, my, my cancer rising plays into that a lot. So is that actually something kind of like bridging now astrology into style? Is that one of the first things that you look at for someone in terms of like bringing their astrology into their style as they're rising? Definitely. I love to just like ask my client first if they're super into it. Cause I do have clients who are like all about it. They want to know everything. And I have some clients who are like, Oh, like, you know, that's cool, I guess. And I'm like, okay, so I do the little temperature check, but I always ask on the client questionnaire for your birthday. So I at least know your sun sign. And it is so funny, even for my clients who aren't into it, how it like really informs how I, you know, communicate and shop for them. And it's just really funny how I see the commonalities with like their sun sign, even in what they resonate with. So yeah, I look at sun, moon, rising, Venus, midheaven, Mars. And I really think that it kind of also just depends on what the person's intention is. Cause I've had some people where they're really, really in their like, maybe it's like their 
Pisces and Virgo, mm-hmm. like sun energy. Oh yeah, I had a, actually I had a Virgo, I had a Virgo sun Pisces moon client. I did. Oh my gosh, I think she was also a Cancer rising. I think she had the same big three as you. That's so funny. Astro twin. Oh yes. my goodness, it must connect. <laughs> yes, but she had a Scorpio Venus, so she was really in her more like water sign energy, and then she had like this. Yeah, like the sensual, like bad bitch energy that wanted to come out. Mm. And we leaned into that Scorpio Venus. So I, I like to think of it as like, okay, what's this season really calling for? Sometimes like my Capricorn rising just like really wants to come out. And it just really seeing, okay, there's this new chapter in my life, a new beginning. And what's the energy I want to bring to it? And also just having different pieces in your closet that could work for everything, for that can mix and match where I, mm. you can style it to be like whatever part of your chart you want, baby, like whatever. I love that. Yeah, that's it's fun to think about you know, like all the parts of your chart and there's sometimes certain parts are going to feel more like, hey, I want to be encouraged and pulled out. Other times, like maybe something else must be amplified. So I like that you look at all of that. And I know I have a lot of mutable energy, so I love like shifting, flowing. It's very hard for me to do something consistently for years. Like I'm not that person. Like my sister has a lot of like fixed energy, a lot of Capricorn energy. And she has like a timeless wardrobe, like stuff she bought like before her Saturn. Like she's like, like how does this stuff when you're 21 still look good? Like, damn you and your timeless <laughs> style. Whereas I'm much more mutable. And I would say like, I'm like the, the more like pop star energy in the family. Like I'm just going with the trends. I'm always like, like to be sparkly. But oh, that's fantastic though. <laughs> I feel like my, my mutable energy would sometimes like struggle with like, I'm the person who has a lot of different identities, like that shapeshiftery. I'm like, oh, I want to be like corporate baddie. Then I want to be like sexy baddie. Then I want to be like grunge, like or surf baddie out in Montauk. And my, my friend Maggie, who's a fellow Virgo, she like says we do situational dressing a lot. Like, okay, I'm going to Maine. Like I have like my flannel and beanie and now I'm going <laughs> to like <laughs> Nashville sure. in my cowgirl boots and like my fringe jacket. And so I found something that was kind of fun a few years ago. I just did an experiment for a year because I had just started doing like one of those clothing rentals. And I was like, I'm just going to do my monthly rental on the Zodiac season. And I had so much fun. And so if someone like who's listening to this doesn't like know where to begin. And I just made a mood board for every season. And it was like so fun. I still do it, not as like strictly now, but it really helped me because I got to have this permission to play. It was only for like, you know, four weeks. So I was like, whatever, I don't like it, I'll move on. I recommend, especially if someone's like listening to this and they don't know where to start, is like kind of thinking about, you know, what those styles are. What what does every sign mean to you? What does it evoke? And like probably my favorite season was weirdly Aquarius season because like I'm just going to go like full on like alien and dress like in this really like futuristic mod way that I never dress. Oh my gosh, yes. It was really fun. So I like what you said about like examining different parts of your chart or the season that you're in, whether that's like literally or like metaphorically or zodiacally. I think like what I'm hearing from you too is maybe some people are born with like understanding their sense of style, but I feel like a lot of it is a little bit of like gentle experimentation or these like gentle little baby step changes, right? For sure. Experimentation is the perfect word for it because you won't know until you try. And I really think that 
also having fun getting to know yourself. I think that when we meet somebody new and we're so excited to get to know them, like a new friendship or, you know, a new romantic interest, we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get to know them and like everything that they're about. But I feel like treating ourselves with like that same romanticized sort of viewpoint where it's like, wow, like, I didn't know I loved that. Like really getting to know yourself on like this really deep level of like, really deeply befriending yourself. Mm, mm, I love that. Okay, well, that plays well into the next, you know, we're kind of wrapping up on our time, but I want to make sure one of your Cosmic RXs that I want to share with everyone, speaking of, you know, falling in love with yourself, tell us about your self-love photo shoots and what that is and what it does for someone. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, I actually just had a photo shoot very recently and I do this for my clients too, where I help facilitate their photo shoots. I work with mostly entrepreneurs, but I just work with, with, I would say the commonality is that someone who wants to love on themselves and is at a new beginning Mm. or a new chapter and wants to physically represent that. And sometimes that's in their branding. Oftentimes it's in their branding, but I like to just say self-love is always at the heart of it. Because when you love yourself, that's when you show up the brightest, the most unapologetic, and the most authentic. And that is what I think creates a captivating brand or business. So the more you love yourself, that's going to cultivate and accelerate your success. So really showcasing yourself as like the boldest like essence of you. Like I just, I get so excited talking about it because when you do that, it's like this bat signal in the sky of like, my people come here, like, let's vibe, let's make magic together. And I love turning on that, that light for people. And but when I do it for myself, too, I am still blown away, like to this day by the identity shifts that happen where it was my personal biggest photo shoot where we had a videographer where I've had clients Mm. with videographers, but I've never had a videographer and we had all the props including your gorgeous oracle cards oh and yeah it was just so amazing and I did it in a very like storytelling high concept way that was very structured with actually my astrology so the idea was to do like leo sun looks scorpio moon looks and love capricorn rising looks so we had like a full day of just like all of these different nuances of me and it felt exhilarating and also vulnerable to just be like, this is me. Like, this is my baddie side. This is my professional side. This is like me with my little witch hat and my sexy black dress. (laughs) Like here's me in the bedazzled gown. Like, yeah, like this is all these different facets of me. And it was, it was so fun. And I felt, yeah, my self perception expand of like, like how I see myself, the level of vulnerability, I think, and like being seen also for myself as a Leo, Mm -hmm. where I think that it's easy to dim our light. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about the work I do. It's It really is about amplifying that and not just settling for like, I'm okay with only allowing only this much to be expressed or this much to shine. We're going to go all out because the more all out you go and your self-expression, the more you're seen, the more your people come to you, the more change you make. Like, it's just like this gorgeous 
ripple effect that all starts with just love. And I think at the heart of it, it is like that self-love that really catalyzes like all of that, just like Mm. magic. Like I, it just, it's really beautiful to witness in other people, but also it still takes my breath away when I see it happen in my own life. Oh, so powerful. Yes. Such an amazing practice. Thank you for just walking us through that. Like I think everyone should be hyped on that or inspired. Okay, so now I guess we're wrapping up on time, but all of that, like, especially after that beautiful demonstration and illustration of what you can also facilitate through these self-love photo shoots, where can people find you? And like, what's your preferred method of them reaching out? And how can people work with you? Are you taking new clients? Everyone's listening to this like, hey, how do I work with Ariel? <laughs> yes. So I am usually on Instagram the most. I'm at Ariel.Brittany. Ariel like the mermaid, Brittany like the pop star. Yes, I was actually named after both. I love Because my last name is Cottle Lawson, which is Filipino, and I'm very fond of it. But I just think Ariel Brittany's like fast, it's catchy, and it's also my mom's nickname for me. Growing up, she'd come home from shopping and be like, Ariel Brittany, look at this. So it's very, that yeah. name is very dear to me. So you can find me at Ariel.Brittany on Instagram. Or my website, www.arielbrittany.com. I also have a TikTok, but I really need to do more on there. It's the same at Ariel Brittany. And yeah, it's how you can find me. Um, and as far as our work together, we can do event styling. We can do a style refresh. We do photo shoots. I also do a Starline style reading, which is like a intensive that's purely a birth mm. chart reading for your style for people who just want to taste. And I also offer in-person experiences. That's something that I love doing. I really love, I could do these experiences remotely as well as in person. Okay. So you work remotely. That's what I was asked. I was wondering personally. Yes, yes I do. I w- actually, majority of my clients have been remotely, but the in-person experience is also so fun. So yeah, that's how you could work with me. I love that. Okay, so baddies, find Ariel.Brittany, tag her like in the, you know, listening to this episode or maybe like SOS, picture of your closet, or just let her know, slide in her DMs if something just like resonated or clicked or you had a little aha. It means so much to me when you just let our guests know like they are serving something that you are sipping down. So Ariel, thank you so much for coming on. That was so like well thought out and so enriching and it was just so leo i just felt so much like, color and vibrancy off of you when you were talking so thanks for being you girl oh my goodness thank you so much for having me i just felt so like yeah like i, I felt so activated like whenever i talk with you i just feel really nurtured i feel like it's your your oh. water placements too i feel so nurtured yeah. and mm-hmm. like just able to speak my truth i feel safe to speak my truth so thank you for just being you too. I mean, oh. and for having me here. I mean, I literally like your number one podcast on my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> so to me, this is a very full circle moment. And to be speaking to the baddies I felt in community with for the past yeah. couple of years is really special to me as well. So love you all. <laughs> love you all. Thank you for listening. Go find and follow Ariel and Brittany and mwah, love you all.
Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.